0: Hello everybody, Matt Bull here, MD of Action Coach in Loughborough, here with another episode of Business Spotlight. And I'm delighted today to be joined by Adam Gillett of Three Point Design. How are you today, Adam? I'm very well, thank you very much, Matt. Good man, good man. Obviously, a forest fan doing a lot better than Leicester at the moment. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not going to boast, it can easily turn (laughs) bad. Right, let's get cracking then. So why don't you just tell everybody um, what you do and how long you've done it for?
1: Okay. Well, I'm the MD at Three Point Design. Uh, we've literally just finished our 16 year trading. So it's uh, uh, it's been quite a while. It's nice to be established. Never thought that we'd be going that long, but we, we are still, uh, we, which is good, I guess. Um, my job, while well, I'm the MD at Three Point, I've kind of got like two hats. Um, also, act as a, a as a sales uh, person here as well. So uh, I do look after my uh, my own accounts as well as running the company. I'm also very very hands on. Uh, we're not a huge business. There's 16 of us here, so we, you know we've got that personal touch, which is why uh, the vast majority of projects that do run through the business, somewhere along the line, I'm, I'm involved
0: somehow. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for that. So great success story. Um, 16 years is good in anyone's books. Um, but when when you think about about the word success, and is there a person, or whether it be a sportsman or um, a celebrity, maybe a celebrity business person, that jumps out? So, you know, what who who might be successful in your eyes? Um, I can't say that there's anybody that, that
1: I think you know really inspires me. There's lots of people. I mean, each year I go to BizX, for instance. I'm looking forward to this year's, and every year there's just somebody jumps on stage. I think, wow, that's incredible. I think at the end of last year's BizX, Noel Fitzpatrick, I just was there with my chin open thinking this guy's written this on a train and I think wow just inspiring so so I, I don't think there's, there's one person there's just lots and lots and lots I like to listen to people you know um especially leaders all sorts because you just try you know what, what I do try and find is that the, you know the more inspiration you get from more people you pick up all the good points you know because because you know myself um, you know, there's lots of traits that I have, but you know, rather than trying to pick up from one person, I like try and be more rounded. If that makes sense, so I can't necessarily think of one particular person. Maybe, maybe a little bit of Brian Clough.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. So, what does, on that basis, then, what what does what does the word success mean to you? Because it means lots of different things to different people. What, what does the word success mean to you? Uh,
1: I think on, on a personal level, um, you know, success to me is what I'm doing now you know right right from an early age um i had an ambition even probably grow, growing up you know 12 13 14 i just wanted to own my, my own business but at the time it's because i my thoughts of owning no own business was having a big car and a big house lots of holidays lots of money Of course, when you get into it, it's completely different, Uh, but my background before I um, not joined 3Point, but created 3Point was I worked for a much, much larger concern, you know, 300 odd people worked there. There were so many things I really enjoyed about that business, Um, but as the company grew, what I didn't like was the fact that they weren't giving the personal service anymore to, to customers. So, you know, I, I had certain clients that I had to drop because they were just not, not deemed big enough or I was stopped from going to see meetings. So for me, success means lots of different things. And one is my home life. You know, I've, I've, I've got a lovely family that I can afford holidays, which is lovely. But, you know, in terms of the business is the fact that 16 years on, we're going each year we grow. Other than maybe the COVID year but we just get that little bit bigger but but we're still doing within the, the original parameters was not to get too big and not not to lose that personal touch which i think you know hand on heart that's something that we we still offer to every single client now you know if we outgrow that then you now for me that that's not success it's not about the the the, the, the size or the amount of money you make is what you um profess to do you know we had an ethos at the start that 16 years later i still think that that we're we're good to to the day
0: that's that's amazing so, those 16 years, you alluded a bit there to the sort of observations maybe, I won't call them frustrations, but observations you had at the place you were working. What was the tipping point then? Because a lot of people talk about starting a business and they say, oh, I could do it better or whatever it might be. As What was the tipping point for you that made you go, now's the time?
1: Um, I think the tipping point was the, the the company got bought out by a larger concern. It was backed by a, a financial consortium uh, and over a very, very short period of time, it kind of took the, the fun and the, the family feel out of the business. You know, genuinely, I was going into meetings about having a meeting and I thought, this is just not good use of my time. You know what I mean? I want to be out there servicing clients meeting them face to face giving that personal to helping people um you know and that, that just kind of really really changed it you know with, within the business it, it kind of very very quickly changed to a business where they had a massive can-do attitude everybody wanted to help each other but I went to another colleague i really need your help can you yes of course i can straight away i was going through and, and saying look i need some help from somebody yeah put, put that in an email organize a meeting you know let's that, get together and chat thinking I don't like this, really don't like it anymore, you know, just that, that personality just got ripped out of it very, very quickly. So, you know, it, it, at the back of my mind, three point was something I'd wanted set up for a while. And I thought one day I'll have enough experience. I'll have done lots of different jobs, lots of different roles. And, I, I, you know, the time will be right. And I just know it will present itself. And it did. You know, I got to the point where this this business I loved, uh, you know, the, the kind of heart had been ripped out of it. Um, I thought, you know, that, that, let's go back to doing what I love. And, and you know, talking to people doing a lot more and, and I guess having a, a bit of a meaning and, and being able to make a difference you know and even now I still think that I come into work every day knowing I'm going to make a difference to somebody whether it's a client or whether it's a colleague that needs some help problem solving yeah, that's what I love really
0: Good. and does that when you talk about making a difference does that you try and cascade that through the organization as well and sort of get, get that sense of purpose and care to everybody in the, in the organization 100%. You know,
1: culture here at Three Point is massive. It really, really is to us. Uh, you know, and it's one thing that when we are interviewing people, it's not about somebody coming in that's got a great CV, references, whatever. We want to make sure that they've got the right culture and the right fit for the business. You know, if somebody comes in and they've not got the same kind of can do, want to help people attitude, then it's just not quite right for us. You know and the other thing. I remember when when I left school, um, I went to to I did a, an apprenticeship for two years. I actually wanted to be a graphic designer, but wasn't good enough. But in actual fact, that business really really helped me. Those two years was fantastic. And and you know after setting up three points, I think we've had something like five people on apprenticeship schemes. We've had uh, three design interns and then a business intern, and it's great because they come along. We just think, well, we're, we're helping them. You know we're helping them for the future so we've got that duty of care whether it's somebody that's coming in for a 12-month period or somebody's here that, that that's going to be on on you know working later in the career we, we want to help that because it helps us and it's you know it's a nice feeling as well doing that you know to the point where even when we have review meetings you know going back a few years ago we, we, we always kind of sit down and say to people Look, where do you want to be in five years you know if it's still at three point what do you want to be doing so we can help them develop them. And then even if they say, well, actually, I don't see my future at three point. I want to be off doing this, this, and this, and opening my own company. You know, that's not a bad answer. We we want to know that so we can help people. Because even a business like ours, where the 16 people, every single person in this building deserves the opportunity to develop and thrive. And you know, and, and that's part of our culture as well. If you try and keep people lower down and don't give them that opportunity to shine, then you know that that's just part of being a good business owner to me.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And it, you'd, be, you'd be amazed how many people forget yeah. that. Um, So 16 years, great, amazing business growth, you know, great story, great success story, award-winning business you've you've created there. For yourself as a business owner, Adam, how how do you think you've grown over the course of of that period of time?
1: Uh, massively I really really have that I just every single day I learn about myself you know going back to being pre-being a, a business owner a lot of my thoughts about what I'm going to do today tomorrow the rest of the week is about myself and my own my own growth and what affects me you know when you become a business owner you have to wear so many caps but it's not just about yourself it's not just about me you know I'm constantly just trying to look around the business and think well what can we do better or trying to actually acknowledge if I see somebody that that's low or that they're not performing to, to to their usual um standards whatever it might be you know you just need to be able to, you know, kind of react and, and look at people, and, and kind of some people might need a, a shake, some people might need a, an arm around them, some people might have problems at home. You know, one thing we do here, and I've got to say, that's a learning from Action Coach because we we do have our own coach. um You know, we have a one to one meeting with every single person in the company. I don't do all of them. You know, one of the other directors do them, but it's an opportunity to sit down with with their agenda, not ours, and you just find out what's going on in the home life, what's going on in the family, what's going on at work. You know, because you've got a good staff member that you care about, and we do every single staff member we care about, we want to help them. You know, it just it just helps the business flourish. It really, really does. You know, I, I know lots of people in business will say, you keep your staff happy in lots of ways, and it's not just about rewarding with money or whatever it might be. It's just looking after them. You do that, then, you know, that's one of the, the mainstays for our business, really.
0: Cool, cool. You mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned COVID. Obviously, it's a tough time for a lot of businesses, but being in retail for yourself, I imagine yeah. that created a few um, issues and challenges to deal with. Um, how how did you deal with that period of time for your business
1: well i think it it, it was an odd period not just because of you know being, being an unknown for the whole world and never known anything like this as a business owner i didn't know how to tackle i didn't know how to cope with it really really hard so we just had to make decisions and kind of just trust that we're making the right decision so there's three directors here well literally we were talking on a daily basis about what we do what the plans are but also we were relaying that to the staff so you know every single day either myself or one of my, my the, the directors we spoke to staff daily and also every single week we organize a little group you know zoom or or um, um office kind of little team videos just so everybody can see each other and chat because you know, not just for us, a lot of people sat at home. The only thing I could liken it to it is if anybody's ever had to spend a, a a period of time in the hospital, even if it's only in A&E, the most frustrating thing is not what's going, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're just desperate for somebody to come and tell you what's happening. So, you know, for us, first and foremost, it was about managing the staff. You know, how do they feel? What, what are they going through? And just explain to them daily you know before we went um, on lockdown and, and uh, we went everybody was furloughed you know we was kind of having daily update meetings with everybody just to listen to what questions they got or concerns and you know we were just honest we didn't know the answers we couldn't share it but we literally took every comment on board and then you know throughout COVID it, it was it was tough you know we had three months where our, our turnover was up here and it went to, to nothing just overnight and, and you know we also realized that it was tough for people that, that, that were furloughed, but. All I can say is we we just
0: literally did what felt right, managed people as best we could, and then those, you know, those we... lessons about communication, or not probably not lessons for you because it sounds like you saw sort of, that that's really important to you. That's sort of inclusivity. Absolutely, yeah, that communication is that obviously embedded itself, I suppose, in the business since then, and moving forward, it will. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, it's not alien to us
1: anyway, because we really are open with everybody. Yeah. You know, I think back seven years ago, we were looking to move a factory and every step of the way, we kept having staff meetings to say, look, this is what we're thinking of doing. This is where we're moving. You know, we presented office plans so everybody could see where they, they were sitting. We moved them, you know, brought people over so they could see the building again. It, it's, you know, you try and share as much as you absolutely appreciate it. There's always certain things you can't share, but to the point we try and share as much as we can, because, you know, we value everybody's opinions, want everybody's input. And, you know, if we just make changes without kind of sharing that with people and getting their input, then it doesn't kind of work. You know, you you find people are quite closed off and they won't give you feedback that you're more open, then people are just, you know, they're they're excited. They're excited to be going along that journey. And, And, you know, I wasn't saying people was excited about COVID by any means, but, you know, as we brought people back gradually after lockdown one by one, you could just tell everybody just absolutely just could not wait to get back and i think the way we managed it you know it was almost like that i think you know our accountant uh was, was quite critically wanted us to make loads of redundancies and keep people off as long as we could to maximize the the the, the furlough scheme but you know we, we took a different view you know we we financially we we, we looked after our, our money so we brought people back as soon as we possibly could one by one and everybody's kind of came back like a cold spring so as soon as work started coming through the door i don't know everybody just kind of embraced it and and you know it, it, it was i mean don't get me wrong people were affected in different ways you know they really really were and again that, that's something that, that we had to manage and, and um, all our health and safety in HR is, is, is outsourced to a company called Peninsula um, and that we, we uh, subscribe to a scheme called Health Assured so every staff, step, um, staff member has got access to free counseling if they want and it's not just counseling for, for work all their families covered by it as well because and I know that the people in the business did use it know because again i'm the business owner i'm not psychiatrist so somebody comes in sat my office in tears because they're really struggling yeah ring this number talk to a professional you don't have to pay for it companies covered it and again i I know we've probably made mistakes and we're not perfect but hand on heart i think we did everything we can and every decision we we made we did you know the, the best we could we really really tried but communication i think was was key throughout
0: Excellent. Excellent. So it's um, it's a, a lot of business owners would say it's a pretty uncertain time out there. I mean, it, it kind of always is. There's always something happening, isn't there? But, but for yourselves at the moment, how, how do you see the sort of short to medium term panning out? What are your, what are your sort of business goals you're going after?
1: Uh, to be honest, we, we, we're not overly concerned. I mean, our business is point of sale, so we we, we make this small large displays that go into to, to, to stores. So we should be a little bit concerned because retail's a little bit messed up by now. But you know, given the the, the flexible operation that, that that we we have, we've got great staff here as well. So we're just constantly looking for new accounts all the time. But then you know, we, we've been able to grow the last two years since coming back from COVID. We had a big dip, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to to, to the next twelve months because. As a company, we've got a great team here, and we've got a great sales force, and and you know, business is growing still. So, you know, we, we've we're not being overly ambitious where we're putting, giving ourselves targets that that we're going to fail. But you know, we're expecting a uh, you know potential about another ten percent um, increase in turnover this year. Last year, we we smashed our targets, and and you know, in in a a climate that's very very difficult for lots of people, you know, we, we're delighted with that. Yeah,
0: you should be. You should be. Um, employment and and quality people is an issue a lot of business owners talk about at the moment it's probably the number one thing that we're hearing at the moment yeah from your perspective I mean you've got clearly you've got a pretty strong employer brand what was your what's your take on on I suppose the employment situation or or if if employers are struggling to recruit what's your take on that? Yeah,
1: I don't think we're any different. You know, I, I think if anybody's to ask me, what's what's the hardest thing running a business right now? It is its recruitment. You know, it's really really difficult to to get, uh, you know, talented, quality people that want to work. You know, the, the, because we're manufacturing here and we're trying to have you know equal opportunities and equal level across the uh, the business. Um, we, we try we've tried to um, uh, not have people working from home because it just I know lots of people are and that's great but it just doesn't work for us we we need everybody in the, in the same building um, you know and we've, we've, we have tried to recruit people and uh, you know it's been difficult because a lot of people do want to work from home and it's something that just doesn't work you know we can't offer that flexibility um, but then likewise we're just finding that you know it's obviously a lot of people out there every time we um put a job advert out we we, we get lots of uh, you know people applying but trying to get the, the right candidates is really really tough you know we regularly get people not showing for the interviews just last week alone we uh had two people failed to show up for interviews and, and that's hard it really really is so that, that's probably the, the 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 biggest i don't know issue that we face right now from trying to find the, the right the right quality people
0: okay so um for a lot of Business owners at the moment, as, as I just said, time, times are tough. You're you an experienced business owner yourself. You've been in business 16 years. Business owners finding it tough. What advice would you give them at the moment? I mean, you've been you've been for a lot, You've grown a business. You've got a great team and amazing, award-winning business. What advice would you give to those business owners at the moment who are finding things tough?
1: Um, well, I think I can only talk from from my experience. You know, my experience. We have two other directors here. And we just share the burden, you know, we we sit down regularly every single week without fail. We have a management meeting and we talk about our own personal troubles in the business, what what we're planning. And we just try and plan ahead. And again, it's another adage we've had from uh, working with Action Coach. You know, you've always got to plan ahead. So, you know, you're not always just focused on the here and now. And the problems you've got here and now is trying to plan for the future and the future future successes so um I, I, that's all I'd, I, I, the only thing i can say just try try and share because it's just a massive massive burden as a business owner i mean i do remember in the early days of three point i felt everything was always on my shoulders and i just constantly felt like i was carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders but th- these days i really don't because you know i've, I've got two of the directors we, we share everything we make decisions together and that filters down through the company so appreciate that there's lots of sole traders. And there's lots of people maybe don't have that in the business. But it you know, for me, I I think that's crucial. You get advice from other people if you've not then got you know um, other people in your business you can trust, then you no know, sign up to Action Coach, talk to friends, family, other other business owners, or even get involved in networking meetings because you know there's a lot there where you can lean on people and talk to them and share experiences. You know, I, I know the the um, Action Coach networking meetings. One of the things that, that that we did one of the first we went to, you go around and talk to people in the room and you say they ask you a problem, you say, well, oh, I've got a problem making sales. Have you tried this? You know, you get other people's opinions and before you know you think, well, actually that could work. You know, you, you can't you can't answer every problem yourself. You can't come up with a solution for every problem yourself. So it's about finding your niche way of, of getting help and advice
0: from others, whoever that might be. And there's normally, well, no, not normally, there's virtually always somebody who's been through what you're going through as well. And that, that feeling of loneliness just goes straight away, doesn't it?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. Okay, final question I ask everybody. So um, experienced business owner, very successful. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self <laughs> um,
1: take your time. <laughs> don't rush into decisions. Listen to others. You know, I, I think you know. I even look at that. My children right now, they, they don't like taking advice, and it's difficult. But you, you've got to. You know, and, and I think that probably the reason why um, you know I I, I'm, I like to think of myself as quite well rounded is because I didn't rush into anything. You know, I I made a point of, of doing lots of different roles before I, I even entertained setting up my own business. Um, but don't don't be scared of failure either you know, lots of people fail, you know, we've had failures within three point and you can't be afraid of it.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, Adam, absolute pleasure to have you on the Business Spotlight for this episode. And to everybody watching, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Spotlight. Many thanks.
1: Thank you very much.